0: Hey, what up, gang? This is Fear the Father. My name is Tanner. I'm here with my guys from the 43 Project, and this week we're going to be talking about Synergy. So what is Synergy? I'm going to be honest, I didn't even really know until like this year what that word meant, so quick definition of Synergy. Synergy is the inexplicable multiplication of efficiency. So that's, I guess, when like one plus one equals three, right? It doesn't happen all the time, but if you get the right combo together, it'll happen. So I'll start off with a real world example of this. It's pretty strange and far out. I got this from reading a book from like an older pastor of mine. Uh, So it's a little hard to relate to, but here we go. So there's like a Canadian oxen pulling contest, right? We have tractor pulling here in America. Well, I guess the Canadians do it with ox. So to display this, they showed that these two Canadian oxen, right? The first place guy could pull like 8,500 pounds by himself, this big old ox. And then second place was like just about 8,000 pounds. These two oxes could pull. So like a combined total of like 16,500. Then they hooked these two boys up together and had them pull together. And they were able to pull 26,000 pounds together, almost double what they could have pulled each alone combining them. So there you go. Why? I don't know. That doesn't really add up. It doesn't make sense. I'm sure there's science behind it. There's ox science behind it, but I'm not very up to date on my oxen science. So yeah, it's just an inexplicable multiplication of efficiency. So I guess a more, a more relatable version of that would be like in football. So I grew up playing football. It was a big part of my life, and I played defense. And what my coach always used to say to us was to stay home or basically just to do our job and not worry about trying to be everywhere at once, just worry about maintaining our one gap or our one spot on the field that we had to worry about. And together as a team, we had a great defense, but it was just because everybody was just doing their one small job, you know, and then when you add that all up, you get this powerful, great unit. But... But alone, we really weren't doing much. We were just doing what we were told to do and staying home. In Deuteronomy 32.30, it says, one chases a 1,000, but two chases 10,000. And yeah, so that's just a biblical example of exactly what I'm just talking about. So so why we're talking about synergy this week is because synergy applies especially in the spiritual world and in the spiritual realm. You can, uh, you can have synergy in so many ways, but most importantly, I think a lot of times, the synergy that we are able to witness or see firsthand is when we get together with fellow believers in Christ, and we see what happens when we multiply our faith together, and uh, we surround ourselves with people who are trying to see God. The beautiful, the beautiful outcome of putting two people together who are trying to pursue God and what they can do when they when they work together. You know, synergy leads to again inexplicable results, just far better results than we could ever achieve alone. So a big part of synergy and a big part of why synergy is so prevalent amongst Christians is it has a lot to do with your attitude, right? The attitude in which you work with someone or the attitude that you bring into an environment is huge. And it makes a massive difference um, and is crucially important to synergy. You know, in 1 Corinthians 9, 17, it says, If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. So, I'm not even Sorry. sure. I'm not even really sure who wrote that, but whoever wrote that was just basically saying that uh, if they preach with a good attitude and they do it because they want to do it, they're going to get a result for that. They're going to have a reward for that. But if they do it because they're forced to do it and they don't bring a good attitude to the situation, they're literally just doing it because they have to do it. And uh, that's not going to do any good to them. They're just going to be getting rid of the information that's stored up in their head. So you got to want to be doing what you're doing. And this isn't always as easy as it sounds, you know, because a lot of times the people that we're with or the environment that we're in or the mission that we're a part of the plan doesn't really seem like it's something that we want to do or doesn't doesn't line up with what we have in mind. But if you feel like you're called if you're doing what you're called to be doing, then you can rely on God and have faith in his plan for you and he will give you peace in those areas so that that synergy can take place and you guys can have that multiplication of efficiency and thrive in that environment regardless of what it is. That's a lot of times why I think we see followers of God do so well in the workplace because even though the people that they're around may not be as godly as they are or uh, may not have the same mission or plan in mind, they can give those things up to God and God will allow that synergy to take place in that workplace or amongst those people so that they can thrive. And I guess in essence, he can be glorified. He can just be on display of his power and his grace for people. And so First John 1, 7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with another. And another word for fellowship basically is synergy, you know, so I'll reread that. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have synergy with another. So what that's saying is that basically just reiterating exactly what I just said, that if we're walking in God's light and we're following the path and and the plan that he has for us and we are following his will for our life, then we're going to have synergy wherever we're at. Whether that's at work or whether that's in school or anywhere, really, you know, you're going to find these relationships and you're going to and you're going to form relationships with these people who are there not only to benefit you, but for you to benefit them and the mission as a whole and the goal as a whole. And you'll see just great results come from that. That's why, like, I don't know about you, but you ever meet somebody and you just click with them so well and you get talking and talking. And then after you've been chatting it up for a while, you know, you just finally feel it on your heart to ask them like, yo, bro, are you a Christian? Are you going to church or what? The answer is almost always yes. You know? And that's just because that's God's hand at work in your life, providing you that synergy with other believers. Again, it's, I come back to the word inexplicable and I'm going to say that a lot. I feel like, because it kind of is without explanation. It's like, you don't really have an explanation as to why that happens. God just wants us to strengthen our community and build ourselves up with other believers. And so he naturally blesses that relationship and that interaction in a way that, again, is going to glorify him and what he has in mind for our lives. And in Matthew 18, 19 through 20, it says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And like, what a better display of synergy than that, right? Like how many times have you been alone in a trying situation or whatever, locked in your room or just driving in your car or whatnot. And you're calling on God and you're trying to feel his presence and you just feel disconnected or like you're not reaching him or he's just not right there with you. Well, the Bible doesn't say, again, I say to you, if you're alone and you agree with yourself on earth concerning something, no, he says, again, I say to you that if two of you on earth agree concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them. And, and so that's just like a clear form of synergy that when we are with other believers and we agree on something and we want that will to be done, we are quite literally able to like summon the presence of of our Father. And he says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Like what a greater source of inexplicable power than to be able to bring God to earth, like whenever we choose to, just by surrounding ourselves with other people who are chasing after him and who are in love with him. You know, I can't I can't think of a greater power. Like if I if I could Rub a magic lamp and have a genie come out I think my first wish would be just to have God at my fingertips whenever I wanted and he's saying here that basically if you uh If you surround yourself with people who are chasing God and you guys have a common goal in mind He's gonna meet you there in that common goal and he's gonna He's gonna give you inexplicable results He's gonna multiply your efficiency and help you to prosper in doing whatever you're doing as long as it uh, is fulfilling his will and glorifying him and so then So then, you know, you're probably thinking right now, like, why don't we do this with everybody? Why don't we just only surround ourselves with godly people? And why don't we just only try to have synergy in every relationship or in non-believers? Why don't we just give it up to God and expect that synergy to be there? And it's got a lot to do with what your intentions are of using that synergy and what the intentions are of that other person, right? You can do everything and have everything right going on in your life, but... It really matters as well what that other person's intentions are And what their plans are And that's why in the past I've talked about how we choose friends And why it's important to have righteous people around you Because a lot of times if you don't have the right people around you You can actually miss out on God's uh, God's blessings and, and God's synergy in your life Because you don't have the right people around you to facilitate that So in James 3.16 it says For where you have envy and selfish ambition There you find disorder and every evil practice So you know like people who think that they can Get a bunch of Christians together to build a mega church and make a bunch of money, right? God's probably not going to bless that plan because the end goal is to make a bunch of money. That doesn't glorify Him. That's not why we're here. That's not what we're called to do. Um, nowhere in the Bible does it says get filthy stinking rich to glorify God so you can build a massive temple. Like, that's not His goal anywhere. I mean, Jesus even threatens to knock the temple down, right? Like, that's not our goal. The church is anywhere that two people meet, as I just read up above. There, God is in the presence of any two people that come together and agree on Him. And in another verse here in Romans, it says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. And again, it's like, who are you around, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? And in addition to that, how hard are you getting up in the word and understanding the the living word and the truth that God has in the Bible? There are principles in there for choosing your friends, which we've talked about in the past. And it's like, how well are you implementing those, you know, because it says the minds of naive people. If you're not studied up on the word and you're not choosing to put yourself around the right people, then by smooth talk and flattery, you will be deceived, you know. And those are just tools of the devil and the temptations that he's going to put in your life. Right. Like. I'm sure that there are some people listening who have been approached about some business practice and they were told right at the beginning, like, Hey man, we're at the ground level here. You got to get in right now. Like we're going to make so much money, bro. And if you just give me all your time and effort and invest, you're going to get paid, man. Just give it time. You're going to get paid. And six months in the whole thing collapses and that person just dips and is nowhere to be found. And you never even hear from your supposed business partner again. And it's like, How much did you really study into that person about what their intentions were and what their plans were for the business and how are they going to use it to glorify God? And what was their real goal in mind, you know? So it's important to be studying the word of God and be reading your Bible so that you can know who to be around so that when God does want to bless you, you've got those right people in your life that are going to help facilitate that blessing and just bring God's presence into your life so he can pour into you. And then... Kind of my last point here that I want to make is that there's only so much that we can do. I think that uh, a common thought of Christians is that we can bring our holy presence and the Holy Spirit that we have in us to every situation, and we can without a doubt. But just because we have that in us doesn't mean that it necessarily is going to uh, going to change the people around us and the environment that we're in. You know, if we're around evil people with poor intentions, you know, you're not going to change them overnight. Or just having your presence there probably isn't going to make. Uh, overwhelming impact on them in just that one moment. In Romans 12:18, it says, "If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men." And I think the most important thing there is the middle section where it says, "As much as depends on you, right? If it is possible, live peaceably with all men." Then they're not just saying like, "Hey, you know, you're going to be a good guy that's following God, and everyone on earth that you come into contact with is going to be the same way, so you're good to go. Just bring peace everywhere you go, like." that is not necessarily the situations that you're going to come to like you can be peaceful in those situations for sure but it's not always guaranteed that that's going to be reciprocated right and that you're going to receive that in return so as it says if it is possible live peaceably with all men and uh sometimes you're going to face obstacles sometimes you're going to face people that uh that are not there to further your mission and are not further there to like further your plan and aren't aren't on board for it and that's okay You know, in those situations, you just call on God and, and give it to God and he will find ways for synergy to be present in ways that we didn't even realize were possible. You know, maybe your mission changes a little bit or your plan changes a little bit or maybe you just cut off that relationship with that person and move on and look elsewhere. But it's just important to remember, you know, that not everything is always going to go perfectly and you're not always going to be able to change everyone that you come into contact with. And uh, even sometimes, you know, when you meet those people and you aren't able to change them, maybe that's God's way of altering your plan as well and really making sure that you're fulfilling his will instead of your own. A lot of times we think that we are doing what God has called us to do, but in actuality, it's really motivated by our own selfish ambition and, uh, I think that sometimes God uses people in that way, too, to remind us that uh, we've got to be fulfilling His will. And we've really got to be trying to do everything to glorify Him. So, yeah, that's my spiel on synergy and how it applies to uh, your spiritual life. So I would just say that you make sure that you uh, surround yourself with godly people as much as you can. Approach every situation with a positive attitude with those godly people. And if you do those things, the Bible verily clearly says that he will be there in your presence and good things will come of it. And if you're ever in a situation where, um, where that's not the case, just give it up to God and trust in him and have faith in him and he will make the best of the situation or help you pivot whatever is going on in your life into a way that glorifies him and, and praises him in the long run so there you go that's synergy for you thanks for tuning in guys i'm glad you came to listen if you guys liked the message today and it spoke to you or you feel like it could impact somebody in your life go ahead and share subscribe and hit us with a five-star rating down at the bottom and we'll be hearing from you